it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today's podcast is brought to you by A&E's documentary series, The Clinton Affair, from Academy Award and Emmy-winning producer Alex Gibney and Emmy-winning director Blair Foster. Weaving together never-before-seen archival footage with exclusive new interviews, the series examines the biggest political scandal of a generation and its lasting influence and reverberations on our country. Exploring broader topics including media, Feminism, Politics, and Power, the documentary investigates the history leading up to the impeachment trial and chronicles the role each of these forces played on this story of sex, power, money, lies, and ideological warfare. For your consideration for outstanding documentary or nonfiction series. third edition of 2019's Screen Talk Special Emmy Edition with awards editor Libby Hill and me, Ann Thompson, uh, editor-at-large. We are going to um, go through many, many categories today and then come back on Emmy nominations morning to do the wrap-up of uh, what actually ended up getting nominated. We'll see how well we do. And we're going to start, though, as we always do, uh, what are you up to in the FYC world? Well, the FYCs have mostly died down. Uh, Instead, I've termed my concentration to arguing with Ben Travers about our fantasy Emmy ballot, uh, which we are currently in the process of putting together. Do you two have to come to an agreement? We don't. Is it just the two of you? It is just the two of us. We separate each category. We each have three picks. But if your partner picks poorly, let's say, (laughs) then you feel an immense pressure to pick the correct shows to align the ballot better. But I feel like Ben does not understand that concept. What's the concept of a fantasy ballot? The fantasy ballot is what you would want. Yeah, that's true. You should go with your fantasy, too. Ben wants bad things, I guess, is the real <laughs> problem here. And it's it's less of, I say it's a fantasy ballot, but it's also kind of, if an Academy voter were looking at their own ballot and feeling very overwhelmed by what they saw there and felt the impulse not to just vote for what they had voted for before or actors that they Which recognized. They tend to do. They could pull open our fantasy ballot, our suggested ballot, and choose if they wanted to take some advice and, or, and think outside the box. You're trying to curate and, and steer people in the direction of some things that they might not have already thought of seeing. Exactly. That is a good thing to do. I we approve. try. Except Ben is bad at it. <laughs> because he's going for what? Arcane and weird things? Uh, he just, no, 
This is IndieWire, remember, Libby? It's not even Arcane Indie and Weird. IndieWire goes, IndieWire tends to go Arcane and Weird. It's not even Arcane and Weird. Arcane and Weird, I can deal with. And I think in our drama ballot, we both had our out there choices. But comedy is too rich a field for, for to throw away on, on bubble shows, I'd say. Interesting. All right. Well, um, I'll tell you more momentarily. I, I would like to. Yes, you can. You can reveal some of these these things. Um, so we're going to start out with a comedy series, and um, I am uh, looking at Gold Derby at the moment. We're just going to use this as a place to start. It doesn't mean anything, as we've discussed before. It's not necessarily accurate or predictive. But and interestingly, um, when I first started filling in my um, Emmy ballots on Gold Derby, I noticed that some of my favorite shows were pretty far down the list. And guess what? They are moving up. Oh, nice. Russian Doll, the uh, lauded and hilarious and dark and brilliant uh, Leslie Headland Natasha Leone collaboration on Netflix is up in second place again, right behind Veep right now. Oh wow! And then and then there's Barry and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Fleabag, which didn't even uh, register last year, right? Well, it was more than it was more than just last year. I think it was a couple years ago, and. This season was just as as great as Fleabag was. This week, this season was very anticipated. It was much loved, and there was and a it, lot of buzz around. There's it. so so much a lot buzz of word of mouth, it. at least among my friends. Oh, and mine too. And theoretically, the final ever season. So the Academy's only chance to award it if they so choose. And then the Kaminsky Method, which is very much in the pocket of the older Academy voter, getting a lot of attention from Netflix. And, you know, Michael Douglas and, and Alan Arkin, who can resist? Even I, you know, succumbed. Of course. Um, and Blackish, of course, which is a perennial and, and always does well. Um, do you, so do, do you agree, though, that Veep is going to take this now that it's back in the running again? Well, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely getting nominated. That's fair. And I, it's hard to judge what the reception was, clearly, if it will be taken down sort of by Game of Thrones lackluster ending. I don't know that in Veep's final moments, I heard a lot of people talking about it just because the buzz was so exclusive around Game of Thrones. I think there are plenty of opportunities for spoiler here. I know that the obvious choice would be The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which is the one that won last time. Exactly. But I have, I don't know. I, I don't have feel this... the same energy around that show. I, even I though it really d- took don't. a lot of awards. I The one I feel energy about still, latently, is Barry. Definitely. Which is, interest, it's an interesting situation for HBO. Um where they have two of the front runners and one is the assumed winner and the other one may have more positive regard among the academy voters right now well that's a question well, that's interesting to answer because as you and i both know there's so many of them they're so different right that's they true. come from so many different places and you and i were just talking about this the the preordained familiar tends to win out over the relatively new. Now, you and I could both recognize that Barry is hipper, younger, smarter, but not smarter. Veep, how could you be smarter smarter than Veep? The writing is extraordinary. 
So it's hard to measure, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's just, it's a gut feeling. And it's entirely possible that on nomination morning, we'll find out that my gut is an idiot. It wouldn't be the first time. But nominations morning, we're fine. Oh, yeah, that's true. Winning. Is, is a, no, a whole other thing. So this we're talking about nominations now. So we've oh, that's got, true. We've got Veep. We've got Russian Doll. I think that's in. I do too. Barry, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Fleabag. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's 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 less certain for me than Russian Doll, despite me liking Fleabag a little bit more. Um, it would be amazing if it got in. Uh, I am a little concerned with how FX's Better Things sort of fell off the radar here. It had a great season and. Um, always felt like it was on the verge of getting nominated for comedy series and then this year we came out with this whole crop of new shows and I'm a little worried for it honestly so am I and um, I think Blackish is in Kaminsky Method is probably in but then we're leaving out some of those shows Better Things Mom yeah which may just be for Alice and Janney right I think I think they the Academy is settled with with recognizing Janny year in and year out and calling that good for recognizing mom, which is uh, which is sad because it's one of Laurie's best shows. I think it approaches actual issues in a, in a similar way to, to some of his earlier shows. Um, Chuck. Oh, sorry. Laurie. Oh yeah, Chuck Laurie, yeah. excuse me. Um, yeah, that would have been very confusing audio <laughs> wise, Chuck Laurie's shows. Um, and, and and so I'm always a little surprised it doesn't do better with the Academy, but yeah, I don't think this is its year. I would look to, if I was looking for another borderline spoiler, I'd look to Schitt's Creek, which is a little show from Pop TV that has built a big cult audience and, I don't know, keeps hanging around. Is that a mainstream Academy play? No, it would be a real dark horse out the, of... Because uh, the Academy's so mainstream. It is. It is. I'm, I'm just saying, if nomination morning comes and Schitt's Creek is among the series nominees, I will be shocked. But also, I'll be like, well, yeah, I can see it. And what about um, the other show that doesn't seem to be popping up as much as The Big Bang Theory? That's sort of old news yeah, now. Yeah, it's just... It, the, when the Big Bang Theory ended, it ended retroactively, <laughs> as though it had ended three years ago. I think it it sort of disappeared from the collective memory of the of the Academy, never to be heard of from again. Despite so how that'll well be Jim Parsons, maybe. So we could see Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah. from Veep, Rachel Brosnahan from Mrs. Maisel, Natasha Leone from Russian Doll, Pamela Adlon, maybe yeah. from Better Things. Yeah. Getting in. Phoebe right. Waller Bridge, who has the advantage of being a director and a writer as well. Well, something to keep in mind with some of these actresses. Pamela so does Pamela Adlon was director, writer, lead actress on her series, so lots of opportunities to award her. Same goes with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. On oh, so they could Fleabag. get other awards. Well, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I believe same with Natasha. Was Natasha also writing? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so there are there's opportunities to spread the love. I'm not sure how they will play out. Um, what about The Good Place, Anne? Or, or do you see a, a place in the Academy's heart for it? Yes, it's a possibility. That's a good mainstream, solid show. It Very is. Very popular. And now it's 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 not heading as much of a critics' season. fave. Oh, it is. You think it is? Oh yeah, I the critics I know love it. Network shows are always 
Mike vulnerable. Sure, Michael Sure shows are the exception. It's not gr- well rated. Um, it's not highly rated, I'll say, but it is quite critically acclaimed. Um, I don't know what that. I, I don't know how that ends up, but it's another one where I was like, I would be very relieved to see it nominated. I may be underestimating that one. Oh, um, I'm surely overestimating it, but I would be happy to see it. So, and then among the actors, I could see Bill Hader winning yeah. comedy actor. Yes, popular I don't know who, guy. Oh, yeah, another and one. Another who's, one who's involved in the writing and the and the show running. And exactly, so on. it's very Louis. Um, it's the next generation of Louis C.K.'s, hopefully less problematic. Michael Douglas, for sure. Right. Ted Danson for The Good Place. That's what could happen. Right. Very beloved. Um, absolutely an opportunity to get him in the conversation there. Don Cheadle for Black Monday. And they love Cheadle. Cheadle got a lot of nominations for his previous show that's name escapes me right now. Um, me but too. But it was with Kristen Bell. Lie to me. <laughs> lie. Lie. Something. I'll edit it in later. <laughs> and then we have Anthony Anderson for Blackish, sure. uh, who's a perennial, as always. Are we leaving anyone out of the acting races for comedy? It doesn't feel it doesn't feel considerably. I mean, Jim Parsons, as yes. far as that goes, I think he could get in. Sure, uh, I think Will and the Will and Grace people are always sort of a latent threat too. I don't think that extends so much to Eric McCormick, but it could happen. All right, so if we go to drama now, um, drama series, this is a fascinating, for, all right, every year there's way, way, way too many of them to even begin to, to how do they even narrow it down? But um, it looks like there are some new shows that are actually going to be able to make a presence Partly because some of the old shows are gone. Yeah. It, this category is... Like Handmaid's Tale. A train wreck. Cannot be here. Right. Well, hey, that's can't be in series. That's correct. Handmaid's Tale isn't here. The Crown isn't here. Because um, they didn't make the deadline. Right. They didn't, they didn't make the deadline. And I would say they weren't looking to make the deadline. Because there was this presumption that Game of Thrones would sort of edge out all of the other competition in its final year exactly um so there were a lot of a lot of quote there were a lot of shows quote unquote missing the eligibility deadline accidentally um on purpose accidentally on purpose so yeah this category i am looking at this list and ben and i already did drama the drama categories and it was it was difficult uh this category is a mess. Like it's a it's a total mess, and there could be a ton of new shows uh, representing themselves here, and there could be a ton of surprises, and probably will be. Um, so what do you? What I find interesting is that of this, there was the presumption going in that Game of Thrones would win this, uh, as it has every time it has competed. Right. So it's never lost when it was eligible. Right. So even though. It got the worst reviews, the most intense blowback. Yeah. Even though everybody was watching it, they were discussing yeah. it, but they weren't necessarily liking it. No. Why does that leave it in first place? Inertia. They, 
it's size yeah and scale. it's sheer size it's sheer scale at this point how many people in hollywood have worked on game of thrones in some level or know someone who's worked mostly there? they live in britain and europe and ireland that's an excellent point so so maybe not that but the sheer scale of the show grants it a certain level of respect within the industry. And it's I understand It's like a big there. movie. It's it is. huge. It's got the biggest budget. Absolutely. Except for maybe The Crown. Yeah. When it when it's around. Right. Um so there it, it's just it's it's an inevitable. It is it is it is the Avengers. It, it is it is sort of demands this respect and I don't I don't know if it's beatable. Um which is why it's so interesting to talk about what else will be nominated because I don't know what can beat it, but I know a lot of things that can go head to head with it and make it at least interesting, I think. Um, I don't know that. Which ones would you say are in that category? Well, that's overstating it, perhaps. But it, it, is, a, it is an exciting race for second race and for second place in drama series, I'd say. Um, I really love Better Call Saul. I feel like it is one of those rare television examples where a sequel meets the quality level of its predecessor in Breaking Bad. I think that most of the actors on it are are woefully under-rewarded, under-recognized, including Bob Odenkirk, who consistently gets nominated, but Rhea Seahorn, the, uh, Ray Seahorn, the female lead on the show. And it's just a good quality show about a good man who turns into a bad man, um, but doesn't exactly enjoy the journey. It's sort of the inverse of Walter White. Um, so it's beautiful. I, I also, I'm a, I'm a stand for Pose, which is FX's um, 1980s set ballroom scene series. Which debuted all the way back last June. It did debut all the way last June, but is currently airing its second season as we speak. So it would be front of mind for voters if they were so inclined. And Billy Porter has just gotten a ton of press. Exactly. Um, the, Red carpet and otherwise. Oh my God, yes. The one concern there is like, is that the token award for Pose. Is that the person that the Academy feels comfortable awarding and they'll call that good? I don't know. Um, Succession had a ton of buzz at the end of last year for its first season. Um, it did very well among the the guilds, I believe, and the Golden Globes, maybe? I'll check on that. But it, it did have a lot of buzz, but again, that is an HBO show. So I don't know how much financial backing in the FYC game it gets compared to a Game of Thrones because it's a direct com- it's a direct competitor from inside the house. What do you think, Anne? I think there's Game of Thrones and a ton of lesser players. Yeah. How do I put that? Not not that they are lesser, but that they're they can't climb the mountain. No. So Killing Eve has come back really strong this season. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's what's so curious is that among critical consensus, season two was a huge step down from season one. Um, so to see it kind Still of sticking around Gold Derby. Yeah, everyone assumed, people kept talking about it, but people didn't necessarily like it. And I think the end of season two ended things on, on sort of a cloudy note, sort of a handmade season two <laughs> finale ending where people were kind of left with a bad taste in their mouth um but i wouldn't be surprised to see the academy coming to it a year late 
and being like, oh, wait, we probably should have supported the first season of this. And the ratings so, were up for so it. So it's Sandra Oh then. Exactly. Again, I see. Sandra Oh comes back and might bring the series with it just because there's so much room on the ballot. All right. So Better Call Saul, I agree with you, is strong. And Bodyguard is the new series that I think could really do very well and seems to be coming up in the rankings yeah for sure because of richard madden and uh you know it's just such a good show right and so people are watching it right right and, and it's it, easy to watch on netflix exactly that's the advantage they have and if they if you hear it's good you can just click on it and it's super easy exactly but that also goes for ozark right which is something that felt like it was falling in like the seventh spot a lot last year um on the ballot because it got a lot of sort of strange minor nominations but didn't really break through on the in the big categories so and the academy loves jason Bateman, and i think i think ozark might do better than we're expecting and then the one that used to be the front runner was this is us which seems to have fallen back well you know you were talking about network shows and how they struggled to get in at the tv academy and i think you're right um I think comedies tend to stick around longer. They have very long legs, like Modern Family, but dramas... There's less issues of prestige with comedy. Exactly. Comedy can be broad. It can be clever and fun and escapist. Right. Whereas dramas are expected to accomplish something else. Right. And have a higher quality. So that was always a point against This Is Us because it is, at heart, a very soapy show that churns through a lot of plot. Hugely popular. Right. And watched. Right. Which is why it's it's nice to recognize it, because it's nice to recognize things that people are watching in droves, which is another reason why Game of Thrones gets so much love, because it is sort of a populist pick. Like, we hear you, we see you, we like this show too. Nothing could top it in terms of uh, water cooler conversation. Exactly. All right, so if we look at some of the acting races in the drama category, uh, as we suggested, Sandra Oh could take it. She could be the Barry of this qual- sure. of this category. But then Laura Linney is very strong mm-hmm. in Ozark. And I think people are underestimating Julia Roberts and maybe forgetting that she was on a drama series in this eligibility period. So what happened to Homecoming? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It got good reviews. It got good reviews. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of those um, mystery series that plays out with a lot of twists. It's one of my favorite things, a 30-minute drama, which makes it very easy to consume. Um, it's from a, a, a producer, a director that people really like in Sam Esmail. I don't know what happened to Homecoming. I don't know if people don't know what to make of it because of its length. I don't know if people forgot about it. Um, or but finished I, it. Well, the 30 minutes Makes helps that them. easier. That's an advantage for Russian Doll, by the way. Exactly. And Fleabag. Right. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Roberts in here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Homecoming sneak into the conversation. I just don't know. I just don't know how that shakes out. Okay. So um, we have... All right, so I was looking at the drama actress category and noticing that there are a lot of candidates for Game of Thrones who are in there. There's Amelia Clark, and then of course you have um, Lena Headey, and you and and there's also uh, Sophie Turner. So how do you know? Do they knock each other out? Does is one of them favored to be 
the, the, the one that gets recognized? Does everybody sort of fall on one person or does or do they just end up not appearing at all? You know, I think, let me check. I, uh, I really think that it's only, I think that it's only uh, Amelia Clark in lead. I think everyone else falls in supporting. And I think that the only person I saw them all in the same category. Do I'm not. I'm not seeing that. I'm not sure what that is. That's very weird. Um, Here, I'll tell you in two seconds. Yeah. Um, hold on. Uh, blah blah blah. Yes. So below. All right. So the people we're not mentioning who could be. Um, all right. So there's. Um, Well, maybe you are right. It was true at another time. It might have been they've before made, they submitted. They've made uh, a shift. They've made a shift, which is smart. Right. Because now it's just Amelia Clark and lead. Right. So I think what happens, it, uh, this is what I think happens here, is that Amelia Clark gets in for lead, maybe. And if someone gets in for supporting actress, it's uh, Maisie Williams, who played Arya Stark, who had a lot of big moments the most in this popular final season, one and one of the most popular characters Whereas by far. Whereas clearly Lena Headey, had, even she is complaining that she didn't have enough to do. Exactly. She and was on Sansa screen. didn't either. They hardly had any dialogue. Right. right. So I think if they get in, I, I think it would be kind of a shame to put them in nomination slots just because it's sort of a waste because they weren't well utilized. If they get in, it's sort of a thank you for playing this character for all of these years. We really Correct. appreciate Very you. Very much so. Um, yes. So where is Jodie Comer versus Sandra O? Oh? I think O oh is the safe bet, but I would really love to see Comer get some love from the Academy just because she's absolutely an equal player in that series. Um, I think she's making progress, but she's not someone who starred on a hugely popular still running drama series in America for several years like oh is uh, Jodie Comer is unknown largely unknown to American audiences uh, so she was always going to have a, a steeper mountain to climb to earn a nomination and then there's the very popular Christine Baranski from The Good Fight that's I love Christine Baranski and I love Christine Baranski on this show it's easy to forget, but she she started that character on The Good Wife and has been playing it consistently for 10 years and is still finding new levels. Um, I think that's cool. I think Baranski deserves to be in that conversation. I don't know if she can crack into the category. Now, House of Cards this season, of course, it was Sans, um, the, the, vil the villain of the piece, right? Um, Kevin Spacey. So, so Robin Wright, who had been moving up in terms of power and prestige on that show for a long time, uh, took over. Um, Michael Kelly got more space, but so did Robin Wright. D does she register in this race? No. Just a no. And uh, Robin Wright is amazing, and her performance as Claire Underwood was great. But I don't think the Ad Academy is going anywhere near awarding House of Cards for anything. anything. I think it's the well has been poisoned. It's dead. It's done. It's dead. They mm. released that final season. Wow. And we're done with it. Wow. All right. And I'm looking down. I don't see anyone else who might pop in here. Um, I mean, I was, I, I, you know, I love shows like The Affair and so on, but they just don't seem to register. No, even in a, even in a sort of a wide open 
year like this, they're going to stick with their same six-ish and, and go ahead. And if I, what I'm really struck by here is the amount of uh, movie star talent we're Absolutely. looking at. Lenny Roberts. I, Elizabeth Olsen is, is down ballot a little bit. Viola Davis still on How to Get Away with Murder. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of high level name recognition talent here, and if there are going to be surprises, I wouldn't be surprised if those were it. And among the actors, um, of course, Kit Harrington is is front and center for Game of Thrones. He could win it, I think, um, unless you think Bob Odenkirk takes it away from him. I think I think this is a great opportunity to reward Bob Odenkirk for a a really nuanced role. Um, I also would not be surprised by Jason Bateman, which is very strange to say, but here we are. I want Richard Madden. I know. I think it would be very... He's so good in this. It's such a good role. It is. And he's he's so dark and so nasty and so... You like him anyway. He's sexy. You could totally see him playing James Bond. Right. I uh, I think it would be sweet justice if Madden ended up winning during Game of Thrones final season um, given that he played gotten killed off in season three Rob Stark (laughs) Um, yeah I think Sterling K. Brown is always in the conversation but and Billy Porter and he's won before he has Um, is Billy Porter going to get nominated? he is I I believe it I think he will I think they want to seem hip and cool and Billy Porter is this straightest ironically the straightest way for the academy to be hip and cool interesting and brian cox oh brian i love brian cox and it it depends how much heat succession ultimately has going into the nominations but i'm not feeling it i don't know he's he's great we'll see but i do know people like that show what about milo uh how do you say his name ventimiglia milia i say no but i always underestimate this is us's staying power um, I it's interesting. Gold, Gold Derby has has Odenkirk way in the lead. Yeah, I mean he's I, he's really With the Bateman safest bet. And uh, Madden, it's interesting. Car- Harrington's farther down. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons to award Bob Odenkirk, and now I'm trying to figure out who has beaten him out the last few years. I'm not sure. Let's go to the tape. Who won Best Drama Actor yeah. last year? Let's see. Who did win? Matthew Rees for The Americans. That's why. Yeah. It's not even Not mad about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and then we are going to go to uh, some other categories that we think are interesting, including uh, documentary uh, or nonfiction special. And in this case, uh, the winner last year was The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, um, which uh, Jed Apatow was a very popular figure in the industry, and that makes sense that a lot of people saw that. Um, so this time, it, it looks like we are uh, leaving Neverland is one of the candidates. There's several HBO shows here. Right. Um, I saw that at Sundance, and I can say without any hesitation that it should win. It is the most extraordinary thing right. I've seen right. in the doc yeah. uh, category this year, and it left me devastated. Absolutely. It was... Um yeah, it's, it's difficult to speak about it because it was so 
wrenching and to see these two men come forward and, and speak so plainly about what they experienced at the hands of a serial predator, Michael right. Jackson. A beloved serial predator. And this is a controversial uh, series, but I, I believed every moment of right. it. Right, right. I think it's, um, it's, it's amazing, and it, would be, it will be hard to deny, I think, when it comes down to it. I guess it depends how much they're going to be courting controversy. What do you think about Minding the Gap? Um, from Hulu showing up here, because that was on the Oscar circuit. Well, that circuit. gained an enormous amount of prestige and attention on the awards circuit heading into uh, the Oscar race and landed in the top five uh, for the Oscars and was a, an example of, of a young filmmaker, um, Bing Liu, who just you know got knocked it out of the park. Right. Incredibly good movie. Right. Um, I, that would give it some how do I say this? It gives it more of an advantage than it would have had right. otherwise, but I'm not, I still don't know how many of these people have seen it. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Uh, whereas think. Quincy, I would imagine on Netflix, a lot of people saw really good yeah. documentary that was also in the Oscar race, but did not land in the top five. And then there's Jane Fonda in 5X, which I thought was really good. You know, you thought you knew everything there was to know about Jane Fonda, and guess what? There was more, and she cooperated, and she was great. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, I mean, she's incredible. She's such an interesting person. I, um, yeah, I don't know how you you don't find that appealing. I mean, if you manage to make a uninteresting Jane Fonda movie about her life and who she is Something's as a person, wrong with you. exactly, you have, you have <laughs> failed. And then there's the Alex Gibney. Alex Gibney is very, very well respected. And this was a very popular movie on HBO, The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley, about Elizabeth Holmes, the right. founder of Theranos. Oh, and everyone was talking about that once Huge aired. buzz after Out of Sundance. Yeah. Uh, so I bet these are movies that I think a lot of people have seen. And then there's the two fire movies, Fire Fraud and Fire, the greatest party that never happened. And they're giving the uh, advantage, I suspect, is is likely going to go to Netflix's version, which is the one I saw. That's fair. As opposed to the other one. Yeah, and they came out within, I feel like, days, weeks of each other. Um, My daughter said that the two of them put together would have been the best movie. <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, why split the... Something I'm, something I'm interested in, if it is going to have legs, is um, the... Sorry... And this is a different, this is a slightly different category, but in documentary series, whether there's going to be room for surviving R. Kelly. I don't know about that. It's, I don't know either. Um, less high profile. Less high profile, depending, it's less high profile given it aired on Lifetime, which is not as prestigious as airing on HBO or, or getting a, a premiere at Sundance. Um, and this, I jumped to a different category, and I apologize. All right, we'll go there. We'll go there. Let's 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 finish this up. Um, I don't think Game of Thrones: The Last Watch, as entertaining as it was, um, and I ate up every moment of it. I just don't think it's going to be taken that seriously as a documentary. It's more of a fan thing. Yeah, it, if if that gets in, then we kind of know where the Academy's head is. I at. find that hard to believe. And then, um, but Robin Williams' "Come Inside My Mind" was an excellent, well, sure, movie from Z Marina Zenovich. Um, yeah, a very moving uh, portrait of Robin Williams. I would I would agree, and I think that there's no reason not to recognize it. I think there are so many good documentaries here. 
Um, it really comes down to what they've seen and what has gotten the most attention. And being on Netflix and HBO is an advantage. Yeah, clearly, clearly. And I think uh, it just depends on what gets under their skin. And I think that that's leaving Neverland. All right. So the next one um, is a documentary or nonfiction series. It's a wild, wild country one last time, which we were expecting. That was awesome. Um, And that's a case of scale, degree of difficulty, outrageousness, um, great editing and great planning, all the things that you want in a documentary. Um, So this year... I have seen fewer of these, I have to say. I have as well. It's, it's, it is not, I think, as strong a category as documentary film is. Um, I think it's interesting, the, the shows that are not eligible, which include Blue Planet and Planet Earth. Um, but there's something, Our Planet is eligible. Our Planet is eligible. Hostile Planet is eligible. Um, but there are, there are several continuing true crime documentary stories that are eligible, including Making a Murderer Part 2. That would seem to have the highest profile to me. As well as the case against Adnan Syed, which was, I believe, on HBO. Amy Berg is well-respected. Exactly. And she's been very high profile in the WGA battle against the agencies. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised in that getting in there. Netflix's, I believe it's Netflix's Chef's Table That's is right. smaller, but super That's accessible. A That's a prestige show. People love that show. Right. It's beautifully and made. Yeah. And people what love What about Wu-Tang Clan of Mix and... and it, of Mix and Men? Be, yeah. You know, I think so. I think there's a lot of love for Wu-Tang, and, and rightfully so. I haven't seen it, but it does feel like something they might go for. There was love Buzz the on the Staircase, which I never caught up with. Also true. I believe... Let me check on that. That was, let's see, a continuator. That was um, that was one that originally aired in 2004. It was a French miniseries in 2004, and I believe they returned to the film and and picked up where it left off, or returned to the original series and picked up where it left off. So, so there was a hiatus between the, the two. Right. I see. That's right. interesting. So... That is also interesting. I'm I'm interested to see if we're done with true crime, or if it, it's still all we want to all we want to talk about. And I do think there is room for um, surviving R. Kelly here. It, there was a lot of buzz, at least online, about it, and um, it had another. It was another one of a lot of survivors coming forward and and telling their story of of someone who there's been a lot of accusations swirling around for many many years. All right, so we were also going to look at Variety Sketch Series. Um, now, that one tends to be dominated and has been for the past few years by Saturday Night Live. Sure. And I see no reason for that not to continue. Right. So I guess the conversation there is what what is interesting nomination-wise other than Saturday Night Live. Um well, documentary now usually turns up. Of course, like it's a, that's a great, well-made, very niche show <laughs> that that understands documentaries and also comedy in in at master levels. Bill Hader, Bill, again. another Bill Hader. Um, 
And then there's a home with Amy Sedaris. Right, which is a a sort of a mock-up home entertainment show, sort of a a crazy Martha Stewart type played by Amy Sedaris, and she has all her friends come over and, and do wacky things, and Amy Sedaris is great, and why not? And who is America? That could do well. It might. I'd... I don't know. I don't know if uh, they see that Sasha Baracon series as sort of a flash in a pan, if it's sort of um, antagonistic for antagon- uh, for antagonistic sake. Um, I'm interested to see the reception on that. It's from Showtime, so it definitely has a, a legitimate backer. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if it falls into the top categories just based on it being Sasha Baron Cohen alone. And Drunk History? Drunk History is amazing. It's... It, it's been, it's been going forever. on for a while. Oh yeah, it's been going on forever. Um, that beautiful blend of, of Comedy Central and alcohol and history <laughs> um, is is pretty undeniable. And it reminds me a little bit of documentary now in, in its humor sensibilities, in bringing funny people in, um, getting them in an inebriated state and and letting them tell stories from history. And speaking of, of funny, Tracy Ullman's show, always. Well, sure, yeah. They love Tracy Ullman. You see Tracy Ullman on a ballot, they're going to nominate her. Um, not wrongly, but it, 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 I don't ever hear anyone talking about Tracy Ullman's show. So that is a little curious to me. But as you know, in that critical realm, we don't talk about shows that have existed for a while as much. So that may be what's happening here. Yeah, that's possible. So Variety Talk series um, has been dominated over the past few years by at least last week tonight with John Oliver. And who can deny him? Well, there are arguments to be made. What I will say to that is that John Oliver is amazing. His team is amazing. His show is amazing. And they do it one time a week. And that's something that you that you run into with several of these nominees, including Full Frontal with Samantha B. I think and it's Bill Maher. a Bill Maher Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj. I mean, there is something different about shows that go once a week to shows that are airing four nights a week. So Samantha B is another Samantha B. One. Yep, Full Frontal with Samantha B. That's another one. Uh, so they're going up against the night the nightly shows, including Stephen Colbert, who I think can do no wrong, right, and seems to be building his popularity right. every day, especially right. in this political climate. Right, um, he knows how to ride those waves. Yeah, he's the he's our best. Um, I think he wants to win this year. He's definitely playing the game, which is something he hasn't necessarily done before. I actually met him at a cocktail party. I may have met him there too. He was lovely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they also told us that that was the first time he'd been in LA since the show began. So Stephen Colbert will take his Emmy now. Um, but I, I, I think Jimmy Kimmel has been doing well. Trevor Noah has been doing well. James Corden, I'm not sure he gets in this time. I don't know either. I, Corden... Uh, I think he's popular for the carpool karaoke right. more Corden, than he is, or being the Tony host. Right. He's a completely different element. Um, he's doing a completely different show. He's doing much more of a variety show than a talk show, and that's fine. It's just a matter of what Academy voters want. I will say that I love Late Night with Seth Meyers. I think it's doing a lot of the... Maybe that gets in. I'm hoping. It never has. I'm really stumping for he's it. He's very good. He's very good. He's he's definitely, I think, 
up there over Jimmy Fallon. Oh, who seems easily. to have been fallow. Easily, if you like uh, Seth. Uh, Seth Meyers is, I think, right on the same level of, of political insight as Stephen Colbert. He doesn't go for it quite as hard, but he is not afraid to step up to that line and and advocate for you know humanity, which is a weird thing to have to praise someone for. But here we are. Um, Good for and you. And he's really funny. No, I'd like to see that happen. Well, we've done it. We did it. I'm so excited. If you're still with us, congratulations. And we will be back um, on nominations morning, and we will go over how well we did, how badly we did, how well the Academy did, or how badly they did. And we we will go over everything. I'm so excited. See you then. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.